Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are live. The Sports Detention Football Show back in studio. Boys, good to see you all here, ready to go. What's happening? Back into it. A couple of weeks break. A couple of fresh haircuts. Mm. Oh, Should yeah, be good. I, I noticed, mate. Mm. My wife will be upset because I never notice her haircuts. But uh, mm. I sure, sure noticed yours, mate. You haven't noticed mine either, Grego, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> What do we say about this? Um, mate, I have had reports from the punters out there that you uh, your haircut has taken you away from the David Spade look alike. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, you're looking a bit more like Berta. There you go. Uh, very good, boys. How have we been? It's been a couple of weeks. We've had some time off. Um, however, we're back in studio and it's great to have you guys here. Um, a bit of a lull period for the football. Mm. I, don't, I mean... Not much going on. I mean, it was split over two weeks, but, yeah, enough to keep us going, though. What's caught your eye, boys? Anything out there? Yeah, I've watched, uh, had a bit of time on the on the lounge over the break, and I watched a doco on Netflix called Captains of the World, which uh, mm. was an in-depth look at, well, the captains of the World Cup teams and the insight to the... Soccer World Cup in Qatar, politics and all that sort of stuff. I, yeah, that caught my eye. I thought it was a very interesting watch. Mm. Mm. Followed Messi through to what I know the the dialogue was that it was rightfully his to win the World Cup. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah he had a big rap on it. I, I feel like someone else has recommended that to me before, but yeah, yeah not real sure. <laughs> well, we did talk about it. I mean, considering that you are a, a valued member of this channel, Craig. And the fact that after we had already released it on it, the Sports Attention podcast, probably simmered for about a week, did it, Pod? Yep. Yeah, and then you texted us and said you should watch this. Did I? I mean, it just told us that you don't listen to our podcast. That's almost accusing me of not doing any research on this podcast, too. What are you trying to say? Well, look, I mean, there's an opportunity for you to... Listen to our podcast, mate. That's uh, the well, Sports Attention sus- OG. I've had my suspicions all along about this secret WhatsApp group, and I think that's confirmed because <laughs> I have listened to every episode in depth. <laughs> I think it just speaks to great minds think alike. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't – look, let's be honest. I wasn't a massive fan of Captains of the World. I like the, the premise of it. Like, Ed, I mean, you look at um, Drive to Survive, Breakpoint, um, full swing they're like Netflix they, they've got it going on when mm. it comes to the sports documentary mm. especially those post-seasonal ones like they've obviously gone through the whole tournament just throwing the cameras out there and then put the narrative together at the end but I mean I spoke about it on the Sports Attention podcast I just can't go past the messy Ronaldo wank fest <laughs> that continues <laughs> and just continues to go but what really fired me up at the end and where I was like oh you know what I'm off it now was the way the Argentinians carried on, not only with the Dutch, 
mm. you know, where that kicked off. But then afterwards, oh, geez, it left a bit of taste in my mouth, the way they portrayed that documentary. So first I'll start with the Dutch. Well, okay, Louis yeah. van Gaal, like Messi took it personally. He goes, oh, I took it personally that Louis van Gaal mentioned that I go missing. Lionel, you fucking go missing, <laughs> champ. Yeah. Like, you do not defend. Like, why has PSG not won the Champions League in the last three years? Because the three Mupes that stand up front for you don't press. They mm. don't defend. You've got Mbappe, Neymar and Messi who don't do any defending. That's why you haven't won. Mm. So for a very, very highly respected manager, you know, to say, oh, look, Messi, if you don't give Messi the ball, he's ineffective, he's actually right. You know, yeah, you can let that upset you as much as you can, but he was right. It wasn't like he mm. was lying and making so, something up about you. So the way Lionel sort of carried on about it and then it you know, got heated, fair enough, they won the match. Mm. Well, he was very much wrong because he fired Messi up to that well, performance. And, yeah. then, and then when um, Wout Weghorst come on, he acted like a bigger tool than the Argentinian team yeah. and that, I mean, that created chaos. Wout, Wout Weghorst is a goal-scoring genius, though. I mean, we all know that. He doesn't play for Man United anymore. You don't, you don't have to say that. Manchester. Did he play? <laughs> no, he did play. He pressed. I mean, he, he pressed, pressed, but yeah. he did not press the ball into the back of the net very often <laughs> either, which is what a striker's meant to do. You know, what What did, I think, the final straw for me on it was, um, you know how the at the end of the documentary when they were leading into the final and they spoke about the history of Argentina and the World Cup and, you know, that Maradona. And we all love Maradona. You know, we all love Maradona. But the way they connected Maradona and Argentina's win in that, was it the 86 World Cup? 84, 86? Actually, yeah, the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, they connected it to the Falklands War, which I think... What are you doing? Like, mm. it was a, that's, you know, that, there's a few wounds there in relation mm. to connecting, you know, Argentina versus England in terms of the Falklands War. But they sort of know. connected every team to a certain issue. But on top of that, they went into it and they go, oh, it was just destined for Maradona. He fucking cheated. <laughs> He punched the ball into the back of the net. He cheated. Like, you can't just make... It's, it was destiny. No, it was fucking cheating. This is doing nothing for our South American audience. <laughs> I don't and care. I'm trying to build I, this back up over the, over the weeks. They're out. Yeah, they they stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> they can't accept well, that Maradona that. <laughs> cheated. And then the audacity of him to, you know, claim divine intervention... Mm. Is the reason that it got in? Nah, mate, it was your fist. Mm. But yeah, but Maradona hand gets of a pass God or hand he, of a cheat? I mean, well. he gets a pass because we know that he likes to party. And, oh, he does. Know, he does love a party. He did. Rest his soul. Sorry. Yes. Um, but yeah, the way that they sort of drove that narrative for me, I was sort of like, ah, oh, boring. Like you know, and the way they tried to bring it all into the political unrest in Argentina and how... I was like, oh, mate, that is not how mm. I believe somebody who lived that in the 80s would have seen it. Yeah, like, we'll get off it soon, but what, what got it for me is the smaller narratives, like the, the Morocco around their World Cup success, Iran, like yeah, the, the, I, the power of, of not singing a national anthem, knowing what could happen to them when they returned home, yeah. like that sort of minnows of the World Cup sort of thing. They, they didn't just... Well, they did. They focused on Messi and Ronaldo... Mm. but it was the, the smaller stories that kind of 
made. And I, made I, the doco I felt for as me. though we missed yeah. out. You know, I think I don't know whether it was football associations and their contracts with Netflix and their accessibility to it, but I mean that was probably one of we Australia didn't had no chance of a run like that. Yeah. But Danes. to get through it, but to get yeah. through our group like we did, like I thought, geez, a, a bloody Graham Arnold giving us a spray before the game and saying that we can rip into these blokes. That's we probably deserved a little more in that documentary than that. And all we got was yeah, with that we all we got was the wives watching Australia beat Denmark, the Danish wives watching. Mm. Yeah, so well that well the focus obviously was on and the the political nature of that in Denmark not send like not having it or wearing the black kits and all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh mm. yawn. You so know. not for everyone. Not <laughs> no. for everyone. It's it's I mean for I'm a I'm a degenerate. I'll watch anything sport. So <laughs> I'm going to watch I'm glad it, you added sport to the end of that <laughs> <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I am a I'll watch anything yeah. sport. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it... I was disappointed in terms of how I feel as though it could have been done and, and could have really given shine Saudi Arabia story. Like, the, you mm. know, they they use that as a tool to, to build messy as opposed to say, hey, look at Saudi Arabia. Like, they mean business. You know, they beat Argentina fair and square, pulled yep. their pants down, but they dressed it up as if that, that was what got Messi going. Mm. Oh, you've awoken the beast. No, no. How about the we? Angle. Mm. How about we give some shine to Saudi Arabia? That um, you watch your back, guys. These guys are investing heavy, mm. and you know they might be a contender in the future, a la Morocco. Yeah, but anyway, that was yeah. that was sort of my take on it. But I can highly recommend it out there to all <laughs> sections of the sports attention, whether it be the football or the main show. Get on it. Oh, well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, boys, social media teams, they do a very, very good job in football, but some do it better than others. Now, if I just click into this link here, guys, have you checked out this one? Um, this comes via Instagram. Now, the social media team of Haybridge Gardens FC... I mean, they have just absolutely nailed it with their uh, social media remarks. On it's this has come through from Footy Shit House. Um, so I'll just for our viewers, I'll slip over to the multiple screens here, and I'll restart that one. Radio. Still going. Still working. So if we go back to Footy Shit House, they have. Dropped in some absolute gems. Now, I'll just here we go. Go across. So, players wearing black armbands today in memory <laughs> of a gunned down local drug dealer, Gareth Bunt, who many of the lads were close to. That was first tweet communicating with their fans. Second one, unlucky loss for the first. Always hard with 10 men. Rash decision from Jono <laughs> to go and get a baseball bat from his car in the heat of the moment. This is absolutely fantastic. Under-18s need a keeper for 45-minute on Saturday. The boundary restriction on Scott's electronic bracelet only covers him for one half of the pitch. Uh, parents of the under-10s, please refrain from foul language during the game. Referee Mr. Ben is doing his best. I highly doubt he is a massive nonce. <laughs> 
Um, not having a go, but why does Neil start every week? He's a top lad, but his cerebral palsy does present, oh. prevent him from being an effective winger at times. Oh. <laughs> Haybridge Gardens FC. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Absolutely. So well that done. that to me just smells of like some somebody in the fourth division team, you know, some lad down at the pub that's gone right. I'll be the social media manager, you know. I'll, I'll put all the tweets out. No worries. I'll visit the games. Yeah. And so you're suggesting it's a volunteer position? Uh, I, well, if you got paid to write that sort of stuff, you're either a great comedian mm. or uh, yeah, you're just one of the lads. Something else that's caught my eyes, boys. Big records dropped. Mm? Big record. New single. Sometimes we question what the referees are actually doing these days. Um, you know, they're missing a lot. VAR is picking up a lot of the slack, but um, I've worked it out, boys. New single called Yellow Card has dropped from the referees. Have you seen this one before? So these guys <laughs> <laughs> are singing a rap song. And creating a movie, and it's co- a video clip. It's called Yellow Card. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if we've ever wondered what the ref- and they're in front of like a, a, I don't know, like a Porsche or something, and they they got the flags, they're kicking, they're <laughs> flashing the yellow card. Oh, anyway, mm. yellow card. Get it at your. Wow. Uh, Local JB Hi-Fi or Sanity or mm. what, are they, what were some Sanity. of the other ones? Oh. Uh, wow. Ooh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they go bankrupt? Oh, geez, oh. that just, yeah. yeah. I think they invested in Kodak or <laughs> <laughs> instant cameras. <laughs> oh, rightio, guys. Um, headline of the week. What do you reckon? Oh, because you are not want more. Oh. No, 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 I can't do that. Woo. This is how you celebrate. So, right, let's have a look. Explain it to us, Cozzy. The viewers can the see the uh, article, can they, or no? Uh, yeah, I'll make yeah. it so they can see it. You go. Oh, no, I've just been following a little bit of the African nations football, but not not closely at all. But this, this story popped up, I thought. So Guinea had a win. Uh, they beat Gambia in, in the African nation. I'm not sure exactly what that does for them. But the... Uh, <laughs> three points. Three points. Yeah, I don't know how they're going, <laughs> but other than that. Um, but no, the, uh, the celebration's got a bit out of hand. So much so that uh, I think it was the president or the prime minister had to come out and call for calm because five people died in celebrating oh. the victory. Mm, so, yeah, apparently uh, in a traffic-related incidents in, in celebrating, so, you know, when we see... The streets of Melbourne or someone like that, AFL, after the grand mm. final, they're hanging out the window. Maybe yeah. had something to do with something like that. But, um, yeah, so there you go. That was just a story that caught my eye because Guinea, they've only won four games in the, mm. out of the last 20-odd, so they haven't had much to celebrate. But mm. celebrate with caution, yeah. Guinean fans. Yeah. So. so Reminds me of the 90s when um, the Melbourne crowd were getting a bit ruckus throwing bottles on the cricket ground and they – Got someone mm. out to calm them down. They just got warning out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. King, king. He just finished them off and then threw them back. <laughs> oh, drinks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. So, come on, Guinea fans. So, yeah. who's the best player for Guinea, Cosy? Oh, uh, Tegadashi. Tegadashi. Oh. Yeah. Is he even any good? He sounds foul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Potty headline of the week, mate. What do you got? Uh, anyone got a crystal ball? Many twists and turns still to come before this season is over. Now, I was looking, as you said, Grego, it's been a little bit quiet over the last couple of weeks, and so found myself having a look at the ladder and um, after I got off the bottom four where checked out where Everton was, I got up the top and, um, you know, we spoke about the other week, Bird is a very happy man, Liverpool on top doing very well. I actually mentioned before the show to me on the quiet that home and host is what the words he used, but anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, but, you know, Arsenal, 5-0 on the weekend, Cosy, maybe they're back. A familiar face popped up to second now. Mm, that's worrying, yeah. worrying signs. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, don't really have much to discuss on that. It's just uh, yeah. what, what, what I'm noticing at the moment. So why don't I just throw up real quick to, you know, the two boys with a bit of skin in the game. Sorry, Grego. Uh, Liverpool, bringing it home from here, Berta? Yes. Mm. In, a, <laughs> in a perfect world, but... The, yeah, the, the team in seconds really starting to worry me. They're getting healthy again. Mm. Kevin De Bruyne is back, mm. eased in, doing you know minimal minutes and still making big yeah. impact. Yeah. Destroying um, fantasy they, lives. They, they're yet to do anything in January, which is highly uncity-like. So I would assume that we're going to get a you know couple of billion-dollar signings right before the deadline, um, and that will only further strengthen their squad and other squads like. Liverpool seem to be getting more and more injured every game. Like mm-hmm. Salah has done his hamstring back bum or whatever it is at the AFCON. Is that a specific muscle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it runs from your back to your hamstring through your bum. Yeah, <laughs> the, it sounds like it'd be effective in twerking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not, not. You know, the did bean, you do a playing football? Mm, the bean counters mm. haven't done any transfers. That's probably not going to happen. Let's be honest. Curtis Jones is hurt. So mm. going the wrong way with the injuries, while City are trending up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, you got pessimistic. But got yeah. Jurgen Klopp, not fooling anyone. Lord Jurgen leading the way, mm. still in every cup too for contention. So okay, that's, Lord. that's that's <laughs> what's better than Eric Ten Fag. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Anyway, yeah, moving on from there. uh, Segway. I'm just trying to think of one now. Um, Yeah, well, Arsenal question marks. You know, coming out of the Christmas period that they've had, there's big question marks there. You mentioned the five nil, but I mean, I'll talk Palace later. Like they're they're terrible at the moment. Um, Liverpool have got question marks at the moment because Salah's not there, but they seem to be progressing. They seem to be going well, but will that fall in a heap? And then you've got that other side who there's no, no real question marks. It's like, when does the best player in the world come back? Like, yeah. and just to strengthen them, like, that's their question mark. Like, so, yeah. unfortunately, mm. um, yeah, with our two teams with question marks and the other one not so much. Yeah. All worried about the same team. Mm. Although. We're not worried about them. Although. <laughs> no. The pending legal proceedings could... Oh, take, they've got their yeah. pound of flesh they Take a chip on that maybe mm. no. You think it's got to be a minimum <laughs> points deduction don't you? you oh, have to be Probably yeah. less than 10 Doesn't anyway. matter. <laughs> I think enough. we should just move on We're just going to forget about it <laughs> <laughs> um, Like the Premier League has Yeah, Cosy, what do you got mate? Oh my god Oh, <laughs> Omar Barada. Wow. So, uh, might have caught this story. They're bleeding. Uh, <laughs> they are bleeding, Man City. <laughs> so, the Man City uh, CFO, Chief 
fuckwit officer. Okay, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. As, as uh, downgraded and moved clubs down. to the Crosstown rivals Manchester United. So I think we've all seen this story. Mm. Um, what do we think, boys? Like he, it's a big thing. Like that's a, that's a big part of your football club. I know Grego will have some thoughts on it, but oh, um, so. definitely a downgrade. <laughs> I mean. My question that I want definitely a downgrade. (laughs) 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 My question I want to post to you guys is: uh, it must be tough going to the biggest football club in the world. Oh, debatable, but anyway. Um, You've thrown me off now. My point was: um, yeah, I didn't have one. (laughs) What is he doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Hang on, let me guy. finish. <laughs> what is he like thinking? Little, oh my oh god. god, what is he doing? Um, is he being smart? Is he jumping ship? Before we mentioned about the legal proceedings, is he, you know, doing the right thing? Is he getting out of town before the shit hits the fan, so to speak? And then are Manchester United smart in signing him because of where he's coming from, etc.? Or are they very daft? <laughs> Because they're about to sign some guy that's going to go through all these legal proceedings and there's going to be under a grey cloud. So, I don't know. What do we think of the move? Do you want to, Do you want these guys to answer it? or? Is oh, this well, I'll segue into my headline. So I can just see a lure going across. <laughs> basically, what Cosy just said it was going to be my headline. So then we can ditch my headline. Is this, this the rat getting off a sinking ship mm. sort of thing? That was my headline. So now we can go... Deep into the all right, so we're done with that. No, no I'm sorry, <laughs> Gregor. Did you have something to say about this? You can tell that Cosy and I aren't affected at all by Manchester City. I can, <laughs> I can simplify it. Is <laughs> executives do not face charges, so it doesn't matter. Like he's he's not going to be facing any punishment. Then they they punish football clubs. But then why would you take someone that's got that asterisk? Like that that's the dark. He doesn't have an asterisk next to his name. He's he just, will if they get he's charged. He's an administrator. No, he doesn't. He's, it's there are people that sit above him. Tiki Bugiristein and Ferran Soriano. Yeah. They're the ones who are the heads. He works under them. So you could argue that you know if he's been involved in it, absolutely, his his hands mm. are as dirty as the rest. But at the end of the day, when they hand out these punishments. They hand out the punishments to football clubs. So it really, like, um, it will work in City's favour. Like, if I was City, I'd be saying, mate, you wouldn't believe it, but Omar, he was he was the one who controlled all that. Yeah. Mm. You know, Omar did it all. Yeah. You know, you'd the be throwing him, you'd be throwing him under the bus. Yeah. But if you're United, you're just going, he, do, he hasn't done that working for us, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned to you guys in text the other day, Juventus, when they went through their most recent issue, Pavel Nedved, all the executives, they jumped off the bus and Juventus used that as their tool to go, that's our get-out-of-jail-free card. Oh, the poor, the administration who did all those naughty things, they're now no longer here. And then they go, oh, okay, no worries. It'll just be a 10-point deduction now. We're not going to relegate you. You know, so I, I feel as though Man City will use it as an opportunity to go, well, well, you know, people are starting to leave. But, I mean, they're still up to their necks in it. Like, there's, in, you know, whether you like it or not, mm. unfortunately, these individuals who are in the machine that, you know, may break the rules, they're not punished individually mm. for this, mm. you know. And I would just look at it purely as Ineos who's coming to Man United are going, who's the best? This guy Omar, he's pretty good over there. Mm. Okay, we'll have him. Mm. We'll go and we'll go and and that's when you talk about Sir Dave, Dave Brailsford, Sir Jim Ratcliffe, and Ineos. That is what they do. That is what they've done everywhere. 
they just go around and they cherry pick the best in business. So Dave Brailsford, you know, he if it's anything but cycling, he'll openly admit he's got no idea. He said, but I'll go and find the best person to do it who does have an idea and I'll put them in a position where they can actually do their work. That's how they operate. For me as a fan, that's exciting because we have had some absolute cowboys running that place for a good 15 years now, you know. So it's... Mm. I'm optimistic about it. Hey, you're a lot calmer than I thought you were. <laughs> I thought we were going to see fireworks. The yeah. only thing I would say to that, though, is mm, here we go. I'm going to counter. Um, it's not as uh, solid as your points, but um, the thing with Manchester City and the the, <laughs> the uh, what so they're just... facing is it's different to Everton and and the new Knotts Forest charges, etc. Is um, listening to a pod. Yesterday, they were talking about with Everton. It's it's a financial balance sheet. You know, they yep. they've provided the whatever. They've provided the details. They've said we've gone done the wrong thing. With City, it's they're they're basically accusing City of cheating. Like they're saying, as in, you know, you're not giving us the right information. So where does that go? Yeah, where does that go to the information? So the information is well, you're not providing us with the correct amounts, or you're not providing us with the details of where the money's going, and and then that sort of enters into a financial like uh, tax evasion area where that may impact those people that are making those transfers or making those decisions. And then, but the thing with a a club is who's in charge of, like who runs Manchester City, like the shake, he's names on the door, but who's the middleman, who's the little guy, who's the sponsors, who knows about what, that's where it'll get difficult. It depends on who Shake Mansour wants to throw under the bus. Mm. Essentially. And at the end of the day, when Omar Barada comes over to Manchester United and we sign a $200 billion sponsorship deal with a shit rag company, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, when, All of a sudden it won't be so much of a problem because they're wearing a red shirt. When yep. bloody sorbent toilet paper sign up for $200 billion, I'm okay. Or Kodak. Kodak <laughs> yeah. They'll be signing up. HIH Insurance. <laughs> wow, the new official sponsor. There you go. <laughs> wow, fine sound. <laughs> But, uh, what do you got, mate? I've already headlined it. Yep, he tied yeah, it in, mate. I tied it into Cosy. Can I just jump back in there? So yeah. it made me think about downgrading to Manchester United, like, you know, mm. going through and, and some names pop straight into my head. So I just want to read you a couple. Like, these some some big ones here, boys. So Eric Cantona downgraded to Manchester United, left Leeds in 1992. Mm. <laughs> Leeds United, great. Cristiano Ronaldo downgraded twice. To Manchester United, two thousand and three, he left Sporting in Portugal, mm. and then two thousand twenty one, he left Juventus. Mm. Where did he go after United, though? Saudi Arabia. Why did he go oh. there? Did he? <laughs> yeah. Was it because nobody chasing else brown paper bags? Him? Didn't he go to Juventus the first time? Mm. No, he went to Real Madrid. Real Madrid. And then current players. Bruno Fernandes downgraded. He left Sporting in Portugal. Sporting's a factory. Do you know how many good players they punch Production line. And and then the biggest... This is a bullshit factory. The biggest ever downgrade. Who is it? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Left Everton in 2004 to downgrade to Manchester United. So there you go. I just thought I'd throw those in. Absolutely nothing. So there's a bit of a history. (laughs) (laughs) Just listening to Cozzy's... This is what Omar's got to look forward to. This sounds like it's recorded on the golf trip. This is what is running down <laughs> Cozzy's chin at the moment. Oh, He's in good company. Mm. Okay, mate. 
moving on. Uh, my headline of the week, uh, I'm going to have to make it up now because I did some birder research. Oh. Um, what was I? I was going to choose. I Actually, yeah, I'm going to go with I was going to go Ivan Tony. You can use mine, yeah. yeah. No, no, Ivan Tony. I'm going to go with um, assholes puckering up like a rabbit's nose. Now, <laughs> clubs around the Premier League... I believe from last count was there has been a 15% expenditure on previous January windows in terms of transfers. Have you noticed it's been very quiet Mm. this January? Yeah. Now, the fact that Everton got absolutely hammered and slugged with their 10 points, I think that has got everybody on notice. You know, no teams are actually going out there and diving deep into the January window to try and make a difference like they have That's in previous point. years. Yeah. So they, I believe from last count that I heard it was around 15% mm. of the expenditure. Will that heat up towards the end? Will teams get desperate? I think in the past they would have, but when you've got a side like Nottingham Forest getting pulled in again, mm. then all the other teams around that go, oh, shit, can we actually afford to do this? You know, they, mm. they're starting, if they're getting them, if they're pinging them and we're in a relegation battle with them, geez, we can't, we need to be looking after ourselves financially as well. So I think there has been a massive shift, but something within that realm that has been overlooked is Brexit is now kicking in. So Garnacho, and I'll use Man United as an example here, Garnacho and uh, Fernandez. So Fernandez is a left back that's just been moved on to Benfica. They are the last of a window that was pre-Brexit. So a lot of the youth academy players that were being picked up and then sold on at, you know, at a fee, City do it really, really well, Chelsea have always traditionally done it really well, they can't get visas at the ages that they used to because of the Brexit laws. So essentially... Premier League clubs are going to have to look at their own academies and actually bring their own local players to try and fill those gaps. City of fact. Well, the issue, well, they've, they've put in the infrastructure, you know, their, their academy set up and, you know, that's what, when you look at bringing someone like Barada into United, you go, well, geez, if you can bring some of what City have built over at, um, at the Etihad campus... I mean, you're on to something. But, you know, just this this gravy train, I think, that the Premier League clubs have been on for the last 20 years in terms of bringing players in since they, um, you know, removed those foreign restrictions in English football. I think, you know, the, the, the gig's up, you know, because of the, the so restrictions. Do they have to be older now to move? Yeah, or? so they, they have to meet visa requirements of a professional footballer. Mm. You're not going to be able to sign these young kids. I'm not too sure what the actual mm. laws will be, but previously you could sign a talented young individual for, you know, potential. And if they came to Argentina, uh, came from Argentina, throw them over in Belgium or in mm. Spain and they can get themselves a, a passport before we'll bring them over to yep. England through the EU. So those loopholes are closed now. So a mm. lot of clubs are now going to have to think outside of the square and how can we recruit young academy products, especially when you compound that with financial fair play. And clubs, if they're an academy product and they get sold, that is pure profit. Mm. There is no outlay on those players. So clubs such as City, Chelsea and the like have used that to balance the books for so long, it's going to completely change. So I think a lot of teams or a lot of clubs have got to be a lot smarter with how they do their recruitment and their distribution of talent. 
Mm. Yeah, I think it's um, f- f- you mentioned financial fair play. It's got people worried. It's got them really I concerned. So. Yeah. I think one of the points to that is it's it's probably making the transfer window more like it used to be, like that last minute. You know, we're not getting this overinflated prices early in the window because you want to play. So we'll just go and buy him. You know, it doesn't really matter. We'll we'll pay it to overs. Whereas now clubs are just angling and waiting and waiting, waiting to spend their money. Can and we can we all agree though that transfers have just gotten out of hand in the last few years? Like I think I think they just needed to holistically <laughs> happen. Like even think about you know some of the transfers that Everton has paid recently. Like what about where what you, you paid for a nana? Well, I mean, once upon a time, Rio Ferdinand for thirty million was oh that's extortionate. Harry mm-hmm. Maguire. Yeah, exactly. But Wayne Rooney, 18 years old with the world at his feet, 30 million and people go scoffing at it. Like that's a bargain mm. in today's market. Like it, it just how this is generated. And it all started obviously with the Coutinho, Neymar, Mbappe transfers when PSG came in and just threw everything at it. Like well, it just inflated absolutely everything. That's where the money's come from. Yeah. That's, that's the Barcelona, problem. Barcelona, wasn't it? For Coutinho. Well, that's where it starts. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Barcelona only bought Coutinho because they got flushed with 250 million euros mm. from Neymar. Otherwise, Coutinho would have still been a Liverpool player. You know, you've got to please the fans. Mm. So, mm. yeah, so I think there yeah. needed to be a handbrake put on the transfer market, but this style of a handbrake would be interesting to see how it plays Do out. Do you think there will be, what you just said, in your opinion, it will be a last-minute flurry getting players at the, the baseline rate? I I would say it's a seller's market. Like it, that, it's going to be it's going to be dependent on the sellers. You know, you're going to have clubs that are going to want to shift players to balance the book as opposed to in the past, you know, clubs kicking down your door trying to get, you know, players in last minute to, you know, prevent relegation and the like. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um January's usually quiet. Oh, sorry, not January. This transfer window's usually quiet. Traditionally as well. Mm. Um, I think teams mid-season, they really only bring players in to fit into something that's not working rather than change things up or change ways to play as well. Or you bring in Sam Allardyce and Kevin Nolan to try and prevent relegation. (laughs) Like that's... Traditionally, that's what you would do. You'd bring in a manager yeah. and go, "Look, we're going to change things," and then in the last minute, we'll try and bring some players yeah. who know that manager. Like it's, but I don't just don't even see that there's flexibility for clubs to do that now. Or they've just finished European Champions League, uh, Champions, the European Championships, or some some mid season. Yeah. Thing and they go, oh shit, who's that player? Yeah. They play well, we never heard of him, like we'll buy him. That's and then he sits on the bench for the rest of the year. That's yeah. why Manchester United signed Vat Vaghost because he scored two goals against Argentina and then it was the next big thing. Well, yeah. we had no money. He was on loan from <laughs> bloody Burnley. At that was so easy. so easy. <laughs> and we had no money, so we had to... No idea, more that. like it. <laughs> but uh, or may we sign Manalcho? Menalcho from bloody Angola back in <laughs> 2008. And, he, mate, he hit – We saw, he, I think he hit a 30-yard screamer in the AFCON and we thought, well, we'll have some of that. Yeah. I think he played three games for the club over 10 years. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Rightio. Drunk uncle trivia, is it? Well, oh, hold I, on, a close shave. I, yeah. just, I just want to mention this. You guys probably made, caught this in the highlights. The viewers might have seen this. Ivan Tony returned um, for Brentford – 
in the last couple of days and big deal like he's had what eight months eight months off like suspended due to his um charges about betting and etc but one of the main points was i was going to put the headline as cheat is always cheat so if you i thought i knew where this was. yeah if you caught the free kick that he scored on the weekend so typically the referee gets out the shaving cream or the the, Mm. the spray puts down where the ball goes then he walks the wall back puts the line down. So if you, for the viewers that didn't catch it, Ivan Tony's walked up while the referee's getting the wall sorted. He's picked up the shaving cream and moved it and then moved the ball across. Yeah. But it, not just once, he did it twice. <sighs> then he proceeded to curve the ball around the wall on the side that he moved the ball and scored the goal. Yeah, it was perfect, wasn't it? Like, it's... And now I think Knott's Forest, it was against Knott's Forest, they've put in an official complaint to the um, mm. Premier League, etc., about the referees not pulling up because you can't do it. You, well, you're not supposed to do it. He's done it. Yeah, I can't say you can't do it because you can because he's done it, but you're not supposed to do it. You shouldn't be able to do it. No. The ref should be well within their odds to go, hey, no, or get a call from VAR mm. to say, hey, he moved the ball. Mm. But how's that any different to when they put the, the they go to take a corner and the ball's three feet in front of the the arc? When that's they do true. Every, every and every week you you see them and they'll go. Don't get me started on the ball over the line or not over the line. All right, I know. I don't know whether you're fishing there for something or what, but I've always, I've oh. always said that if if VAR can do that, they should be able to pull back corners. If you score off a corner, which is yeah. a illegitimate corner. Should be able to pull it mm. back. Yeah, so someone's missed it on that one with Ivan well, Tony, but the, the refs have missed a lot this year. Well, it was about as discreet as his bloody WhatsApp thread. Mm. You bet. Showing his bets, but anyway, <laughs> he was. He well, did you see he, saw, he held up the uh, shirt after he scored? Yeah. Um, that's for you, Uncle Brian, or something. I thought like, it said, "Please watch the life of Brian." <laughs> oh, no, that was, and people think that he's. Uncle Brian's sick, but no, that was the last leg on his multi. <laughs> so, so that's, that's what it, he was, they were pretty happy. I think he gets, he might allegedly Uncle, get Uncle it. Brian had him for any time golf yes. store. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, well, now that we've gotten through the close shave, Potty, uh, Cozzy, sorry, you're going to keep rolling with it. Drunk Uncle Trivia, mate. I do, boys. And, and just a bit of a segue, I thought that, that got me thinking about Ivan Tony and his eight months off. So, you know, it's a long time. But um, what has been the longest? So it got me thinking, got me researching. What's been the longest bans in, in the Premier League and, and what sort of things was it for? So that's where today's questions come from. Okay. So Time Out is the, is the name of this oh. quiz. Time. So what we'll do, I haven't really structured these questions. Um, have you noticed that it's only American sports that have timeouts? Think about all the sports and think about the sports that have timeouts and it's always yeah. fucking yeah. separate yeah. sports. Have a go. Water polo? Water polo, does that have timeouts? They have like a sim. Oh, That's a not even a sport. Is it? Oh. <laughs> That's just, wow. It's a bunch of okay. veggies in a suit. <laughs> Hello to all our water polo Listeners. Okay, so let's go. So Question number one. <laughs> so this player appears on the top 15 list twice for the longest bands. Eric Cantona. Who is it? So we'll go names oh, for buzzers, but Berta, Eric Cantona, no. Um, With this... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to give you some clues. Don't look no, at my... No, 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 no. I'm not looking at your face. Can you start it again? Because Craig was very busy answering a question that hadn't even been delivered yet, <laughs> and I didn't actually get to hear it. Name the player 
that has had the longest ban in the Premier League. He appears on the list twice as longest the longest ban in the top 15. Uh, he has actually been a topic of discussion at this very table in recent podcasts. Grego. Vincent Jones. No. Mm. Former Man City, Newcastle player. Sounds like a real fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the story that we spoke about was him stabbing another player in an eye with oh. a cigar. Too easy. He's actually been in the news recently for mm. his um, yeah, I don't know. lack of consideration it to the female. was on the thing the other week, wasn't it, that we did Commentators. The, yeah. Um, you can go again if you want. Go again, because I don't know. Yeah, go on. Do you know who it is? No, I forgot. Oh. Greg, eh? Joey Barton. Joey Barton. Mm. So Joey Barton got suspended for 13 months. Yeah. Nice guy. Question mm. two. What? Have you seen Joey Barton try and speak French? No. No, so he, when he signed with Marseille, no. he did an interview, but he doesn't know how to speak French, so he just put, like, a French accent on. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go and look at that on YouTube. <laughs> Joey Barton speaks French. It is an he absolute He seems like pisser. a character. It's an absolute pisser. So he just speaks English and responds, but he does it with the, uh, the, the French accent. <laughs> like it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's almost as good as Davis Moyes speaking Spanish. Moyes. <laughs> uh, question two. What did Joey do that caused this 13-month ban? On field? <sighs> okay, well, well, no clues yet, no, buddy. So, yeah, you can, we'll discuss. Like, could it be uh, on field? Could it be I off field? I do know this one. I do know this one. So it's not the issue where he put the ciggy out in the eyes because we've already talked about that in the, in the show. That's not that one. He actually assaulted someone in a McDonald's, I believe, or in the street. Is that correct? No. Oh. Well, that, add that to his fucking rap show. <laughs> he definitely did that. But was it gambling? It was. Related? Yes, oh. placing bets as well. He played. He placed 1,260 uh, bets on oh. – uh, sorry, he placed bets on 1,260 matches while he oh. was playing. How many did he win? Yeah. Hopefully a few. I just, what sort of car does he drive at the moment? That'll yeah. tell you how many so he won. Prison wagon. I think he just walks. Oh. And uh, side note, so his other appearance on the rap sheet, he's at number 10 for 12 games, and it just says for his three-man assault versus Manchester City. So I don't know what that one's about. Mm-hmm. That was his other band. So there you Good. go. Who is question three? Who is the current player facing a 10-month ban in the Premier League? Mm. Currently suspended. Is it Tonali? Berta? Tonali, correct. Well done. Ten months for Sandra. It's Sandra. All gambling related, isn't it? Yeah. It's like they've got no money. <laughs> so yeah. nothing to do with all their money. They don't know what to do with that, that's right. An Aussie, question four. An Aussie appears on the list of the top fifteen sanctions in the Premier League. Who is it? Uh, Gregor, is it Lucas Neal? No. No. Oh, he just went, he just went bankrupt. For a bonus point, what did he do? And Aussie played in the Premier League. Mm. Got into trouble. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, no. Body? <laughs> no, fuck, it's gone out of my head. Um, <sighs> oh! 
Bert of Bosnich. It was on the tibia tag, wasn't it? And it was cocaine. Yeah. It was on the on the nose beard. Tested positive for cocaine while at Chelsea. Jeez, I mean that must have been so tragic for him. Like Bozza, I like Bozza. You see him on the on the footage and stuff. He's a good character as a pundit. But I mean, it just must have been so sad having like models. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else or hanging over you and then forcing you to take cocaine. It must have been so tragic. The salute. <laughs> Didn't he do a salute? Like a, he, a did. Yeah, yeah, he did. To the, the Tottenham supporters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't Didn't think go down well in the Jewish community. <laughs> no, it generally doesn't. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> well, I mean, just... Yeah. From yeah, what you've move, seen, move on. Okay, <laughs> so this one you need to buzz in with your name. Remember this one. Sorry, mate. This Sorry. one yeah, we get excited. You've got to be quick with this one. So this gentleman got suspended for nine months. Okay, who is he? Gregor. Rare Ferdinand. Incorrect. Fucking drug test. <laughs> that was a joke. He infamously kung fu kicked a oh! Crystal Palace fan. Yes, we've got it up on the wall, and there's the fan there. Well, I've already said that, that he was on the list, and you said Body. no. Well, Cantona. wasn't answering the question that I asked. <laughs> Potty, what you, what'd you got, mate? Cantona. Well done. Well done, Potty. <laughs> That's for stealing balls off me, because I couldn't <laughs> remember his name. <laughs> so, uh, question number next. What about this guy? Fowler. Robbie Fowler, yeah. He, d- he didn't make the list, surprisingly. Oh, okay. He's a bit of a character in his day. Mate, he got a... F- he got a bonus for that. He <laughs> oh, I think I know who's going to be on the list. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> so, next player, Chelsea player, former Chelsea player. He got seven months for once again using cocaine while at Chelsea. Might be Gregor, a bit of a theme there. His name is Adrian Mutu. Mutu. Plays for what country? Oh. Equatorial Guinea. No, he definitely is. <laughs> Oh, you've just you've got isolated it. Africa from our show as well. <laughs> um, here's Romanian. Correct. Mm. The great mm. Arsenal great Carlo, uh, Carlo Toure also got a six-month ban as well, which surprised me. He tested positive for performance-enhancing substances. Who was he playing for at the time? Uh, oh, was he? No. He had a few clubs in England. He did. Um, Just finished a... How long was he at Liverpool Manager. Carlo Toure. Gregor. Liverpool. Was it Liverpool? No, it wasn't Liverpool. It was at the end of his career. Might have even ended him. Towards the end, yeah. Bunch of wankers. Palace? No. He's, he was the captain and the, he was the captaincy was taken off him from a one Carlo Tevez who played for oh, Manchester United City, but City. left Man City. Manchester mm. City. He's correct. Mm. So, another who is the other player that's made this list twice? Berna. Suarez. Suarez. Luis Suarez. Comes in at number 13 and number 14. Love the can you tell me what he did wrong in those two things, roughly? What, like, what was he sanctioned for? Ten games and eight games, respectively. Uh, Gregor. <laughs> the first one, he was sanctioned for being a racist. And the second one, I mean, sorry, the, 
Liverpool should have been sanctioned as well for supporting a racist. But anyway, mm. that's another thing. Uh, the second one was his teeth were offside. <laughs> <laughs> No, so the second one, eight oh, games. I got it wrong. <laughs> eight games he got for racially abusing a Manchester United player. Yeah. What was the other one for? The ten games. Biting the biting. Bite birder, biting the ear. Biting the ear. Biting? Do you know who he bit? Or who they played for? Chelsea? He bit he bit Ivanovic, on the arm, he hit Yeah, Brennislav Ivanovic. He had two goes that day. Mm. He started on the arm yeah, and then he moved, moved <laughs> consistent. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. final question. I mean, considering yeah. the fact that when they like looked at the wound after it, the bottom row were there and the top row <laughs> were on <laughs> the other arm. That's what I just said. He could eat an apple through a tennis racket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hard. He had the chompers, didn't he? Uh, final question. Scott, uh, scores are tied, I believe. So here we go. Uh, some are, uh, no, former Premier League player uh, received eight games. For shoving the referee for showing red cards to his teammates. Oh, sorry, his teammate and... I know this one, but I'm going to see if anybody else gets it. It's fucking hilarious. You it, need to check out the video on this one. He shoved... Uh, his teammate got sent off and then his manager got sent got a red card as well. Yeah. I mean, he and was born... I think, I think the... Um, the paediatrician gave him a red card <laughs> when he was born as well, this bloke. He <laughs> lunatic. Former Newcastle and Fulham striker. He got eight games suspension. He's recently gone to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Looking so. for a move back. I think he... Now, we've, we've actually... I know who this one is, but this isn't who I was thinking about. Oh. This one's not as far. You'll have one. to tell us the story of the other one. Though. Okay. So do you, do you want know me to answer this one? The boys got anything? Go for a great. Yeah, it's Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Alexander Mitrovic. Now, the second Mitrovic. one was Paolo Di Canio. Oh. Paolo Di pushed the referee over, and it looked like a geriatric trying to gain his feet. Yeah. Bambi on ice, <laughs> and he, he fell over. When did he do that, last year? Or Mitrovic? I last don't at the end know. of last year. Don't know. Don't have a date. But Paolo does make the list of 11 games, but I just actually skipped him. Oh, okay. So there we he, go. Grego takes out though, Trivia. Well done, Grego. Well done, Grego. Radio. That's a bit around. of a, That's a bit long. That applause, isn't it? Yeah. Well, fucking, I'm the producer. I yeah. can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, me, Toffees versus Fulham. I'm desperate to see Toffees get a win. I haven't had a win since before Christmas, so mm. my match of the round. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't even know who's playing. Can somebody <laughs> tell me? And I'll give you a match of the round. <laughs> Just say Liverpool versus Chelsea. We'll go to Cozzy. Uh, Bertie, can you just bring up the draw for me, please? Uh, mine's Villa and Newcastle. Uh, Villa facing a test of their title credentials, but they're at home, so we know how good they are at home. But if Newcastle win and then when Wolves beat Manchester United, Newcastle actually drop into the lower half of the table. So they go from 10th down to about 11th or 12th. So it's a big game for both those teams. Lot on the line. Eddie's, Eddie Howe's job could be on the line. Well, we've, well, we've, we've thought he was sacked, wasn't he? <laughs> that earlier in the year, we've been pushing for it all year. Oh, I, I don't mate. know what's going to happen. What are we going to talk about when it does happen? Yeah, well, <laughs> mm. okay. I'm just going to go with pretty basic match of the week: Liverpool versus a Chelsea side that looks like they're starting to come good, but they do have to go to Fortress Anfield. So, mm. good okay. luck. Mm. Um, having a look at that and a good 
deep dive. I'm going to say Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal for me. Mm. Um, I can see Forest um, just bouncing back from the news they've had in terms of the charges and really sticking it to Arsenal. And I reckon the whole team at the end of the game will just go to the the travelling supporters and just give them the DX suck it. Just suck it to the Premier League. I didn't get a chance to mention it before. that With the Nottingham Forest charges, has anyone seen what they're actually about? Well, I mean, I haven't. I think people just gave up because they signed 40 players. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. I think everyone just went in one oh. window. Yeah. But, of, yeah. but of course. Yeah, yeah, that's where it stems from, signing yeah. over 40 players yeah. in one window. Yeah. They got changed out of 100, but still, they signed 40 players. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. All right. And poor old Everton. Oh, I don't want to rub salt in the wounds, but with the Everton one, they're also – so they with the charged, financial yeah. fair play, they run three years. And then – so then they run another three years. So it's, it's almost like they're getting punished twice because it's the same time period. It's not almost like that, Cosy. <laughs> it's like, it um, you know, like scammers who like work in call centres in Jamaica – and they keep targeting the same pensioner because they get a good result. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what Is that it is. what you're saying? I think it is. What's your yep. record for putting a scammer on hold? How many seconds? I don't oh. know. I got to 14 the other day. 14 seconds. Rang answered, hold the line, please. They hung on for 14 seconds. That was the best. Beat my nine. Mm. There you go. Anyway, a mm. bit of fun when you're bored. <laughs> right, anyway. yeah. Sorry. Birder. Match of the week, mate. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yep. Yeah. When you were researching, we yeah. discussed it. We were. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh okay. Yeah. Oh well, I it's looked at. Like it. I listen. looked. I yeah. wasn't listening actually because I was actually <laughs> going to go Liverpool Chelsea, and I was going to suggest that Cole Palmer would score the winner against it. Then he would run and celebrate mm. with his girlfriend, also known as his sister, mm. Astrid Wet. <laughs> <laughs> Not Astrid Wet. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, little slight digger. That'd today. be a good storyline: the ex-Manchester City player scoring against Liverpool. I'd love it. Mm. He's actually Ooh. a United fan, Cole Palmer. That's why... Uh, so you think like, everyone's a United fan, yeah. Well, if you're from Manchester, you are, generally. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're dating your sister, then you're probably a City fan. <laughs> but who am I? Fast wankers! But who am I? You are one pathetic loser. But who am I? The fuck is that guy? But who am I? Rightio, we've uh, skipped over the fantasy football <laughs> and we're going to go straight to who am I? No, we will go back to the fantasy football, but Potty, let's have some fun, mate. All right, boys. I was born January, January 11, 1987 in Sheffield, England. Growing up in a working, uh, working class football family um, and football was always part of my life. My childhood was challenging from a football point of view as I was constantly overlooked for uh, academy and representative honours. My pathway to professional football was far from conventional. I started my senior career with Stockbridge Park Steels, a non-league club, where I worked a job in manufacturing to support my dream. The struggles helped instill a work ethic to define my career. I worked my way through various non-league clubs, including Halifax Town, and eventually my goal-scoring prowess caught the attention of Fleetwood Town, and it was my... Oh, Cozzy. Cozzy. Jamie Vardy? Cozzy! Yeah. He's away, yes! 
Did you have that already? Fucking hand. <laughs> a little hand pass. Oh, shit. Hey, on you straight away. You're talking about somebody working on the in the warehouse. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, yes. Whew. Monkeys how off much, the back. Is he still in How much Lester? Wagatha Christie yeah. did you have in that one? My wife was a snitch and <laughs> oh, handed out all of Colleen Rooney's secrets from Instagram. Oh, was that mm. a part of it? Yeah, oh, mate, I was, was getting, getting to it because he was just too quick. Further Pro- down. Proven in court, no, allegedly. Uh, rightio, what are we up to? Fantasy. Well, let's go back to fantasy because, um, you know, Bertle was a bit upset. Mm, uh Berta, we'll go straight to you then, mate. Tip of the week, because you've got nothing in the run, Chief. <laughs> Rest Salah, bring in Jota. Rest Salah. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are uh, you talking about the guy who is in Africa at the moment? Yes. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> Cosy. Uh, De Bruyne, fit. Man City, Good run. So get him in with no Salah and no Haaland at the moment, you should be able to afford him. So I think they've got, I mentioned they've got maybe Everton, Burnley, Notts Forest in the next three games, something like that. So they've got a good run. Mm. And then a double game week. Mm. 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 All right. Um, for me, Haaland is a matter of when, not if. So uh, I know some people uh, have some cash set aside for when they got rid of Haaland a little while back, but they've distributed that cash in recent weeks towards bulking up their team. If you don't have a wild card yet, you're going to find it hard to get Haaland back in, and he's uh, definitely going to be important. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you fuckwits are just talking to me. <laughs> what are, What's even happening here? Uh, uh, you done? I'm done, mate. Okay, no worries. Um, have I got Harlan in my team? No. I thought I had him. Oh, yeah. Anyway, now I'm taking it personally. Uh, let's play some football for fuck's sake. Seriously, I had I did my wild card and then this... I put my wild card in and then I looked at it like it must have been two days later and I reckon I had about... Eight yellow flags. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is going on here? I just bought these guys in fresh. <laughs> so anyway, my wild card's toast. I've got... No about, triple captain. No <laughs> triple captain. I've got nothing to work with. you got Harlan on the bench. Yeah, because he... <laughs> and he's your captain. <laughs> See, You're I didn't so do good that. at this game. I didn't do that. You did nail your bench boost, though, mate. Why would you pick your team... That early after, like, why wouldn't you wait till when they came back and Afghan and FA Cups and League Cups? Yeah, it's like, why do, you know, people who are on a deserted island eat whatever they can get their hands on? It's because they're starving. I was starving, mate. Starved of points. You beat... You got Pickford on the bench. He had nine points. Grego. I fucking know. (laughs) No faith. Silver lining here because our other colleague has given it to you. About Salt FC, you and your wild card comprehensively got over Cozzy and his team. This oh, jeez, we've done a microphone. He's thrown it. He's dropped it. Mm. Well, as he should, like yeah. wild card week. Well, yeah, yeah, you have given him a bit of stick though for when Salt FC beat him three weeks in a row. Yeah, and well deserved. Mm. Yeah, and I listened. Mm. Mm. All right, Grego. Ah, uh, rightio. Time to decline. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a little uh, 
little note in here. So a 10% outlay. I think it's about 15% outlay. Some account departments are looking over their shoulders uh, in the transfer window. So I thought we'd run through some sign or declines, but we're looking at some bargains coming out of Saudi Arabia. Now, I'll go around each of the group on these players. Would you sign or decline? Now, think about it. They're all reasonably priced, I believe. Um and would you look to bring them in for the at least the back half of the season? Uh, first one, Ruben Neves for $25 million. Ruben Neves, formerly of Wolves, now at Al-Hilal. Would you take him for $25 million? Start with you, Potty. Uh, yep. Berta? No. Why not? Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. Simply doesn't fit. Mm, yeah, he's too good. Cozzy? <laughs> uh, no. Why not? Overprice for number one. 25 mil? Yep. You paid 100 for Declan Rice. Yep. <laughs> one Your <bit>. point. <laughs> and he couldn't even beat West Ham. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, fair enough. Pass. We're signing him, obviously. It's probably going to be yes for all of these for me. Uh, second one, Kareem Benzema. Al hit, he had 10 million. But the issue is he's going to come in and he's... You know, like a baby's arm holding an apple, he's going to flop it out looking for 700k a week. So this is the issue is it's going to be cheap in terms of fee outlay. You might even get him for free, Mm. but you're going to have to splash out wages-wise. Potty? Um, Yep. You're signing him? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, excellent. The Kareem Benzema Stadium... Uh, Everton will be playing in next year. Fantastic. Benzema, Beto, Dream Team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to say yes to all these players. Batman, Benzema. Robin. I'm going to say no to the whole list because of the <laughs> fact that they're playing in Saudi Arabia and their level of football for the last six months, 12 months, however long they've been signed there, is just not up to what they're used to. They will come back slow and without that half a step. Well, for the for the benefit of entertainment, for those who don't have access to our run sheet, oh, right. I'd just ask, like you to answer Benzema. Uh, no, uh, for okay. the reason Thank mentioned. Uh, Cozzy? No. Oh, you need a goal scorer, Cos. Come on. No, and I'll tell you why. And it's I know that you've got £10 million on him, but there's massive discussions around Benzema coming to Chelsea or Arsenal. Mm. And the big discussion point is on loan. Now, to me, if you're worried about financial fair play, et cetera, and he's on 700000 a week, a loan doesn't make sense because you're paying out. You're not going to – there's no return. So you need to buy a player to then sell a player to balance your books. So why would you bring a player in on loan, pay him 700000 a week, 20 weeks, that's $14 million or pounds, sorry. So And then you don't sell him. He just goes back to where he came so, from. So, but, yeah, you're talking about – what is what may be happening in theory? I'm talking about the frame that I've given you. I've given you 10 million. You can amortize this over five years so you can bring your, you know, your financial fair play hit down, even though Kareem's not going to play for you for five years. Would you still sign him? No, no, okay. Malcolm Al Hilal, 25 million winger background, Brazilian, Brazilian winger. 25 Does he million. leave? Bargain. PSG to go to? Yes. Yes, yeah. That's, yep. Signing, beautiful. Everton? Uh, no, all in. Taking it. Uh, no, mate. we've got a Brazilian international on the bench that comes on and scores goals for Arsenal. Who's that? Martinelli. Oh, yeah. 
So we don't need Edu. a winger. I thought he's actually in the office now. No. Um, look, no, I'm not going to sign Malcolm. I'd like Jaden Sancho to actually play football again, but anyway. Uh, next one, Mitrovic. We've spoken about Alec Zander. Mm. Yep. Mitrovic, yep. Berta? No. Uh, Cosy? Yeah, I'm, I'm a very negative on these all these ones. I would sign him. I would actually bring him in. I don't – 15 million, yeah, I don't know about that money, but – yeah, but just yeah, the niggle. Just the million. You're putting that over five years because generally everyone's yeah. going to sign a five-year contract now. So that's basically three million yeah. pound hit. Like it's it's bugger all. I would I would actually sign him. Like I, I think for the niggle he provides up front and the focal point that he provides to take the focus off the players around him to Brentford, just relax a bit. Brentford has parked the bus. Arsenal need the points. Mm. You're going to put Mitrovic on. You're going to say, look, can you put your forehead in someone's scone and can you put your scone on the ball? So I'd do it in reverse. I'd start him so that both centre-backs have a yellow card and he probably does too after about half an hour and just mixes up the, the you know, and then you bring on someone you to bring pull Jesus them apart. On. Yeah, Jesus comes on and he just misses five chances. Yeah. Gets great. injured, has another six yeah. weeks off. So that's perfect. <laughs> That's like that's in Kedia's problem is that he oh, Eddie played all right on the weekend. No. You I watched, hammered him last. No, episode. you lie. You lie. <laughs> you I watched him. that game. You lie. I, I mean, I only saw him pass at the Martinelli when he scored. Did so. it go to him or? Yeah, no. but no, like, and he goes on there, and they're not worried about him. Yeah. There's no real threat. So final one, Roberto Firmino. Yep. You got to sign him. Yeah, I don't He's care. Liverpool yep. scum, mate. <laughs> This is hard to say no to. Oh, <laughs> you are, mate. But no. Why not? He's, he was at a level that wasn't Liverpool level when he left. And, and what is Darwin Nunez at? I mean, I saw a photo the other day of Tupac, who was about 60, and the caption was, this is what Tupac would look like if Darwin Nunez was the shooter. You know, he's the only player in Europe who scored 10 goals and 10 assists. Darwin's fine. He'll be fine. And his last on um, the weekend, a couple of those shots that would have been saved went in. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Changed the game when they moved him on the weekend. They he moved always, him from out wide into the middle. I'm a big ca- supporter. I like chaos. the guy. Yeah, he I like chaos. him. Darwin yeah. 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 He changed the game regardless. Like, his assists are more than the goals, doing more for us than the goals. Yeah. I mean, I would have had the same argument last year about Vag- Veghorst. No, he, was <laughs> sh- he was shit. <laughs> shit. Roberto Firmino, I would sign him for United and then I wouldn't play him. I'd just, like, make him sit out in the car park just because he's a Liverpool flog. I'd sign him for free. For a free? Yeah. Yeah. I could um, imagine so. He strikes me as one of those players that after he retires, he'll probably be in the backroom staff. You know, like he's got that sensible, like he's... He was always a mature player, like he'd oh, be a good manager type thing. He's played with the Zeus with the national team too. Mm. Mm. See, but it, when you talk about Arsenal, and I mean, I don't really have a licence to speak on behalf of Arsenal, but you don't play Zeus if you bring in another striker, in my opinion. Am I, would you agree he with that? He doesn't play anyway. Cause yeah. Fucking yeah. hurt. It, it, and I think like going back to a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about I think it was Ollie Watkins, and you'd, he'd just start Ollie Watkins if yeah. we bought him, he'd just start Jesus to the bench. And that's because of the quality you have either side. Yeah, like you haven't got enough room to play two strikers. No, 
in in an Arsenal side. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Who cares? Report. You are fake news. And you're getting you're getting named and shamed. You should have gone to Specsavers, Charlie, because I tell you what, he's not offside. Well, maybe you should go also then, Jeff, because uh, you couldn't see driving home the other night. Constitution, it's Marbo, it's justice, it's law. Look, I, I think the number one factor that should be considered here, who cares? Radio Berta, it is the Who Cares Report, mate. What do you got for us this week? Cristiano Ronaldo scores a heady from Al Nasser's... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we should really be concerned about that. (laughs) You... Don't have his reading glasses (laughs) You have not read that correctly. Cristiano Ronaldo has not scored a head job from the academy at Al Nasser. Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. scores a header for the Al Nasser Academy, mate. What it's the think? lighting. It's fucking, yeah. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Tiger Woods' son plays golf too, but who cares about that? Next. Yeah, but does he chase tail like Tiger? I hope so. Yeah. It's a good player. Mm. He said, see, he hit a bomb the other day, 325, oh. and Tiger's only 338 now. Mm. Mm. All right, so yeah, Ronaldo's son can... He scored a header, mate. Scored a heady from the academy. Good on him. Is that illegal in Saudi Arabia? Inside the World... New Amazon Prime documentary to provide an insight into the lives of the footballers' partners. Mm, How good's this sound? Wow. When's that start? Um... So Il- Ilkay Gundawan and Riyad Mahrez, they're cool. going to be a part of it. Two city and fucking oh. I'd watch it for his misses. And Nottingham Forest, Matt Turner. So he's an American, so she'll be a loudmouth fucking <laughs> bitch. Can we get a uh, hard drive check over here for Cosy, please? <laughs> 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 you answered that quickly. Oh, Georgina. All right. <laughs> um, Everton, <laughs> James Tarkovsky. Oh. He's going to be in it too. Didn't they have a... I mean, they've had the documentary with Wayne Rooney and uh, Jamie Vardy, the Wagatha Christie. That was a good wag. Okay. <laughs> um, they had also, to remember Footballers' Wives, yeah. they mm. had that mm. TV show. Mm. Look. I think um, Jamie Vardy's missus was on that, wasn't she? Footballers' Wives. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. There you go, Cos. In between. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Jorginho. Yeah, Mrs. Anyway. Mares and the poppy fields. Anyway, uh, mm. yeah. So what's if next? You, if you want to check out one um, thing, I noticed up there. Sorry, before you keep going, if you can scroll back down, Salah's out for a month. All the blokes have got facial hair and attractive. Is this why you have facial hair? Is it? To, I mean, you've got an attractive partner as well, but like, is that get what gets the girls? Is that no, the I'm thinking just still there? Trying to grow I thought it at you were going to suggest that they're offering up. <laughs> Moustache rides. <laughs> I, mean, I, went, I went a completely different Yes. Way. So Mo Salah will miss two AFCON games with a piriformis injury. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Because... He's yeah. actually going to miss more time. I mm. saw it today. They're 21 to 28 days. Yeah. So some might even say three weeks to four weeks. That's a month weeks. in February. Yeah. 
Um, Ivan Tony back to be better than Cantona upon Premier League return. What do you reckon? For what? Being a grub? I don't know. It's it's come from the sun, so I mean. Oh God. Um, yeah. So. Oh, Cantona! Look at that kick. Basically, they're suggesting that uh, Thomas Frank is saying, you know, look, I, I think he's going to come back and he's going to his return is going to be somewhat in the for Brentford the same way Cantona's return was for United. Isn't he going to get? Isn't there big talks that he'll be transferred? So anyway, who cares? They'd be looking at cashing him out. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think anybody <coughs> will have money in January. It'll be a summer thing if he does go. I tell you what, if you're looking for a striker, him, Ivan Tony, yeah, he's complete. I mean, we're looking for a striker. Mm. You bet. I want too much money for him. That's that's the Brentford way, though. I mean, it, it's interesting, like the discussions we've had, the, the clubs like Brentford will suffer if other clubs close up their wallets. That's for sure, because that's their modus operandi. Um, we'll buy him once they get relegated. <laughs> and Messi wins FIFA, wins... What? Messi wins FIFA the best award. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh. FIFA the best. FIFA the best. Yeah. You should know this because this is your segment. <laughs> um, so did you see that? He won the another, FIFA another, the best. Yeah, it was another another wank award. So this one I could I could you go, well he's won the World Cup, you go, well, FIFA the best, it's FIFA's award. You could argue you give it to the captain of the team who won the World Cup. The Ballon d'Or, completely different argument. But let me show you the FIFA, the best world team 11. Mm. Now, you name me a fucking team in the world who plays four up front. That is just not football. So what we've got look is... Back, look at the back... Sorry, look at the back three. Yeah, we've got Vinicius up front with Mbappe, Haaland and Messi. Bellingham, De Bruyne and Bernardo in the centre. Oh, and then you've wow. got Diaz, Stones, Walker and with Courtois as goalkeeper. Now... This is where, so... How does Anana not get best goalkeeper? <laughs> Defenders Union, Defenders Union, would you say that this is disrespectful to the art of defence by the constantly in World 11s, they just focus on the attackers? Mm. Like, I mean, pick two or pick three out of those four up front. Haaland for sure. And, you know... I don't think... Mbappe's better than Messi. Three players that play exactly the Vinicius same position Junior, in midfield. Vinicius Junior yeah. is shitting all over the performance of Messi this year. Like you've, Bellingham you've, deserves to you've be got there. To, yeah, De Bruyne's been injured for fucking... Stones hasn't played this year either. Diaz has been injured too. You could argue that mm. it obviously picks up the treble season for City. That's why that's littered in there. But I just... what it, like. Well, Messi's in his Argentinian Messi jersey. Messi was playing for bloody... PSG Miami. and Miami. Miami, and then you put, but just putting four up front, you lose credibility straight away. It's like you couldn't pick between those four players. So you went, oh, everybody gets a jersey. No, no, no. Who drops out of that front four? Who drops out for me? Messi. Yep, Messi. Messi goes. And for me, how Rodrigo, for what he did in Man City's treble, and this is this is me saying this, how he doesn't get a start as a holding midfielder in that. I'm not here. Well, like, holding midfielder, Casido, he should be there. Declan Rice winning a European <laughs> He's trophy up. for Carrying West Ham. Mm. You know, how to... Jordan Henderson. Like, oh, fucking please. Ajax recruit. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Sancho should be. Mate. Oh, 
Jordan Henderson will be able to wear his rainbow laces in Holland now. Didn't he shit the bed with his legacy? Anyway. Yeah, anyway. All right. Uh, That's us, guys. We've nailed it. We've done it. Again. Uh, We're back. Um, Thank you very much for uh, tuning in, being with us here. Uh, Anything to add before we finish up, lads? All good. All good. Mm. Looking forward to watching some more AFCON. Mm. And Asian Cup. Asian Cup, mm. yeah. So the Aussies, so Graham Arnold's been pissed off because everybody's calling us a defensive side. I mean, when you can't score goals, you got to. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're defensive. You're just a team that can't score goals. <laughs> Shit attacking. Yeah. Ten thirty. Who are we? Who yeah. we play, is, is Surely best. every team's goal is to be a defensive side, though. Has to be. Like if you're not conceding goals, I mean, fuck, that's good. We lost our striker tonight too, I think. Who, Harry Souter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do us. Let's check. I think Potty's tired. We're <laughs> <laughs> using up his holidays. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here at the Sports Attention Football Show. Uh, without further ado, we say good night. <laughs> <laughs>